Well, welcome along to the Three From Home podcast. I'm Ed Quigley. Coming up on today's show, we're going to be looking at a whole host of action, which literally seems to be from everywhere. We've got Goodwood, we've got Haydock, we've got York. And of course, we've got the Curra taking centre stage for the Irish 2000 and 1000 guineas uh, races, amongst others, it has to be said. As always, delighted to bring in my esteemed panel, Kate Tracy and Frankie Foster are with me. How are we doing, ladies and gents? Very, very well, thanks, Ed. Very chirpy. Last week, there were a few sore heads, even though you were pretending there uh-huh. weren't. Um, I think we've we've established that. No honour. So how's the week been for you, Kate? Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah, no, work, standard. Um, yeah, nothing really of note, to be honest. Just that, really, to be honest. Right, no trips to Middlesbrough, no riding out for champion jockeys, just a bit, bit more of a... No, a very sedate, all very steady this week. Yeah, no, it's been pretty chilled. Chilled for you, Frankie? Yeah, pretty much. Um, not a whole lot to report that's out of the ordinary. I've played a bit of rugby this week, oh, which I haven't in a few <laughs> years, and the body felt definitely felt older than the last time I played. So there's a few. I'm hobbling around a bit. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, that. I know the I'm feeling. All yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that one thing that cannot be beaten. Older father time. You're 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 a lot younger than me, so you don't worry about that. You've got a plenty of time on your side. But anyway. We're looking ahead to this weekend's action. As I said, there's a bit of a scattergun approach, really. A lot to kind of keep tabs on. Ooh, we'll kick off at Goodwood with the 2.15. Uh, the William Hill Festival Stakes listed contest here for four-year-olds and upwards. Best part of £30,000 to the winner for this contest of that 23 yards shy of 10 furlongs uh, for those of a pedantic disposition. Right, Majestic Dawn and Moving Time vying for favouritism here around the 9-2 to two mark. Uh, Brentford Hope, uh, Richard Hughes, Mudlark, 6-1. to one. Stormy Antarctic still going at the age of nine. Still rated 108, unbelievable, really. 13-2, to two. Victory Trime, sevens, and we're going eight spar. Right, Kate, you can kick us off. The betting suggests this is really wide open. Do you view it that way? Or is there something in here you think is an absolute banker? Yeah, it is wide open. But the concern I have for most of these is the forecast, the forecast, decent conditions as well. As I look out at bits of rain that we've had then this morning um, in Gloucestershire area, but the forecast is pretty dry then for Goodwood. And plenty mm. of these, as you've just alluded to, do want soft ground or at least cutting the ground, including Majestic Dawn, Stormy Antarctic, Brentford Hope. There are, mm. there are a whole load of these that would really prefer rain um, than coming down at Goodwood before this race. So for that reason, I have to side with a horse that will not mind the quicker conditions. And that's moving time. So I think it's a fair mm. price. I see five to one there of one firm. Yeah. So, I mean, he missed a break last time out at Newmarket and then he was rushed up on the outside on the slowest part of a track. That was three furlongs out where he just used up a huge amount of energy in that move to get into that position that didn't help him out anyway, being on that part of the track. So he just weakened in the finish then. And he now has the help of Andrea Zaney on his back this time around. So he's been given two pound back for that run. Um, but as I say, this is obviously into listed contest then, but that was his first start for nine months as well. So he's entitled to be rusting for that reappearance that should be sharper here. Looks um, like this step back up to 10 furlongs should also suit him too. And unlike many of his rivals here, as I say, he does want the forecast quicker ground. So hopefully that will all be in moving time's favour. Moving time. Um, very cogent case put together there from Kate, who, as she rightfully points out, is the best price five to one. Bet three, six, five. 
uh, for this assignment. Yeah, I, I think you've hit the nail on the head here, Kate. Lots of converted commons mudlarks like Brentford Hope. I'm convinced will win a, a big one over 10 mm. furlongs or a mile when the mud is absolutely flying. And, and when he's and on the bridle. When he's on the bridle. But I think it's the horse who clearly, I mean, all his career wins have come on either soft or heavy ground. And so yeah. I'm, I'm convinced that when conditions dictate, he'll win one. And that ad infinitum, the golden horn filly of uh, David Simcock and Jamie Spencer's another, she won over C&D on very soft ground uh, last May. And again, it could just be a, it's a funny old racey, as you say, I'm looking out my window um, near Cheltenham. It's been hammering down all morning, but uh, I think we're talking 18 degrees sun and cloud for Goodwood on Saturday, Frankie. So a little bit of a conundrum for punters in regards to horses who, towards the top of the market, you probably want ground substantially softer. Yeah, if I'm honest, I'm giving everything that Kate said a bit of a retweet. I'm in the same camp <laughs> moving time <laughs> with, with, yeah, yeah. With, <laughs> with the ground. I mean, placings on bare form alone of sixth, fourth and fifth don't look great, but they've been in decent enough races. And on RPRs, the horse has been improving with every run. And I think what Kate said, if you go and watch that race back at Newmarket, I hadn't raced in a long time, travelled really, really well, just didn't pick up to finish. So probably wasn't quite race fit and off the back of that should improve again. So yeah, I'm, I'm in the same camp, moving time. Moving time, absolutely. And I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going to swerve this one uh, on the count of the ground confuses me. Moving mm. time's probably the, the safe bet. So yeah, you're, you're almost tempting me in, uh, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Don't resist yeah, we're, exactly. I might, I might have to join you. We'll switch to the Northwest uh, for the 310 at Haydock. The Kazoo, Sandy Lane Stakes. It's Group 2 action over the six furlongs here. And this should be fun in games. It always is. Uh, go Bears Go. Sounds like he is going to run. He's a 9-4 to favourite, or at least joint favourite, with Al Caballo, um, who is in this lineup here, who's become an absolute win machine for the Carl Burke team. Arrives on a six-timer. I believe Flaming Rib, 7 to 1, Katura 10s, Wings of War 14s, Ever Given 14s, 16s. Bar. Right, Frankie, you can kick us off here. Uh, go, Bears, go. I came back in really good style. Obviously, it was a very smart performer last year, ran really well in America. Uh, 2 to 1 for you. Is that about right? And is Go, Bears, go the one they've all got to beat? Yeah, well, I was looking at this yesterday, and Al Caballo was a stronger fave. Go, Bears, go's come in a little bit. Um, Al Caballo obviously is it five that horses put together on the all weather yep. um, but as I, I'm not sure if I got stung for this last week or not I can't actually remember what race <laughs> we were talking about when I was going against the horse switching from the all weather and I think Kate was sticking with the all weather horse and I can't remember how it played out but I do remember having that conversation and you've got a similar thing here with that Al Caballo obviously being very very impressive but all bar one runs on the all weather and now switches over to turf I'd be willing to stick with Go Bears Go here off the back yeah. of his turf form. Um, there's a loose bit of form tied in, tied in with the pair of them, um, with Go Bears Go being Eraz, who ran at Newbury behind the second horse of El Caballo's penultimate or, or last run. So there's a little bit of loose form that kind of has them level with each other. But I just, I'd be much, much more preferred to side with Go Bears Go off the back of that group form on the turf um, rather than switching over from the all weather. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, go Bears Go, officially the best horse in the race and officially the one to beat, according to Frankie. Uh, do you share that view, Kate? I do. I I yeah. sort of, I was, I went around the houses really trying to decide between Go Bears Go and El Caballo with this race, but 
I mean, it's a very likable contest, of course, this race. Mm. Um, and I know that El Caballo is a rapidly progressive horse. And of course, everyone will know his form was boosted last weekend by Tiber Flow winning at Newbury in good and gritty style. And El Caballo beat him at Newcastle on all weather finals day last time out. But I do think that Tiber Flow wants seven furlongs and that came to the fore at Newcastle that day when El Caballo beat him. But El Caballo may well be up to this step up in grade given his improvement, yeah. but I would rather stick with the proven group horse in here with Go Bears Go. And unlike El Caballo, Go Bears Go is an out-and-out sprinter. And he yeah. showed that on his penultimate start in the Breeders' Cup, uh, where he finished second behind the Wesley Wards, Twilight Gleaming over five furlongs. He finished very strongly there, and he just showed his typical gutsy attitude in that as well. He's just, he's just such a tough little nugget and his form is just so much better than anything else in this race and he comes mm. here on the back of a winning return in a group three last time out so go beds go for me as well right okay unanimous okay. start who from oh, two well i'm gonna go against <laughs> I, I think go best go deserves to be favorite i just thought katura at 10 to 1 was overpriced here personally when you look back at the middle park run uh there was only a neck between katura and go bears go in fourth and fifth I just wonder whether the Clive Cox individual is just been a little bit forgotten about here. Again, official figures suggest Couture only has a pound to find. And on that running in the uh, the middle park, that pretty much tally in more or less, wouldn't it? So, again, I, I think Gomez goes the most likely winner here. Uh, nine to four best price for Frankie and Kate. But I'm I'm going to go each way. Couture, hopefully that horse can follow home. Gomez go there. And we've uh, absolutely had it off as we used to say in the old racing post offices, when you'd have 50p on a on a two-to-one winner back in the day. But um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we're going to go. Um, we're going to go Go Bears Go and Katura for the place money in the Sandy Lane at 310. Right, on to the cover, the big one. The Irish 2000 Guineas at 320. Nine declared for this, uh, for this first Irish classic of the season. Now, on paper... Kate, this looks a formality for Native Trail. I mean, official yeah. figures suggest this has a stowed in hand plus over numerous rivals here. The market hasn't really missed much uh, around the two to five mark here. I mean, is there a lot to talk about in this race or do you think we're perhaps getting a little bit carried away with Native Trail? I don't think we're getting carried away with Native Trail. Right. I think that's a very fair price, really, about him okay. in this. I just think that, you know, as we spoke about then in the 2000 Guineas at Newmarket, he was drawn away from where he really wanted to be. It was all low draws that were coming to the fore at Newmarket that weekend where Caribus was drawn in one. He was out in 10, where it had initially looked as though that was going to be the place to be. But it just conspired against him. And I think if the draws were the other way around, Native Trail would be the 2000 Guineas winner right, over Caribus. Okay. So, yeah, that was... Um, so, no, I don't think that... And, you know, the current may well even suit him more so than Newmarket then in itself as well. So, yeah, Native Trail should absolutely uh, dot up. I say dot up in this. He's not really a horse that's ever going to dot up in it, though, is he? But he will win and that's it. But of those in behind, though, I still yeah. think that Imperial Fighter is probably the each way way to go or betting right. without the betting without markets yeah. we've opened up this morning you can get each way betting without as well and Lovely. um i think it's about seven to one in in that market but you can still yeah. get 50 to one with some yeah, firms with imperial yeah. fighter in here because he has some of the best form in this race mm. his second behind uh caribus in the group three autumn stakes at Newmarket last season was just solid. And then he wasn't disgraced at all in the group one Verten Futurity behind the super talented Luxembourg then either. 
Um, he was fifth in that, but only beaten two and a half lengths. So in the context of this year's Irish 2000 Guineas lineup, that puts yeah. him bang there in terms of a place anyway. And then his um his reappearance start, it just conspired against him at Newcastle. It just, the race didn't work out in his favour. He was sort of short for room. He lost his position. When he was in the clear, he ran on in really good style to not be beaten far in third. But because he was overturned as favourite there, it's like yeah. he's just been dismissed. But he should really come forwards for that from the Andrew Bolding team, typical of his horses. So betting this race for me would be Imperial Fighter each way or without. Or each way without. <laughs> well, excellent. Yeah, 50 to 1 each way if you fancy the, the outright price. Um, but do check your, your sub-markets where the Andrew Boarding representative here. Um, ben Cohen on board. Of course, he's a jockey who's been making quite a lot of, uh, splashing a lot of waves recently, hasn't he? Obviously, been attached to Johnny Murta and um, a, a young lad going places, I think it's fair to say. Frankie, Native Trail wins for you, uh, I imagine. And who, I follows so. Native, who follows Native Trail home then, I suppose, is the, the bigger question. Uh, I'd say the most likable would probably be. <laughs> You're filling me with enthusiasm. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not going to be one I'm going to try and try and right. get native trial beat. That's for sure. I mean, it's not often you say four to eleven is fair, but right. I really do think it is. Did absolutely nothing one in the Guineas yeah. should win, but um, I'd say either Buckaroo for me, just off the back of a nice cozy win. Um, yeah. in a listed race and, and before that I'd run well enough in up to group standard or the one that Kate mentioned as well two good pieces of form on offer there behind Lux well not miles off Luxembourg and then behind yeah. Caribus, um, who have both run, run well in top class races but yeah, I mean, my response to is there much to talk about was, no, not really. Native Trail will win. Right, I like it. No, no, that's fair enough. All right, so quickly throw in. Wexford Native is fascinating. Uh, obviously, last year, Jim Bolger and uh, Kevin Manning were on fire, weren't they? They had the uh, Irish 1000, 2000 Guineas winner, the English uh, Poetic Flair, was it? Whatever it was called. He yeah. won the, the English uh, race as well. Uh, they've got here this Wexford Native, only had the two starts, 25 to 1. Um, was behind Buckaroo last time out at the Curra on soft ground, but was very keen early, um, but did make some kind of eye-catching late headway. I just thought it's it strange that the uh, the team are throwing that horse in here, how should we say, wet behind the ears still. Mm, um, yeah, has, I, I, has I did have that yard. That's the only thing. I wouldn't, look, I wouldn't have looked at him twice, I mean, the fact that it says Boulder and Manning next to his name, really. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, um, yeah. No, I had a look, especially we've had it's a bit of recency bias, but I mean, the the now favourites for what the Oaks and the Derby, they were fairly unexposed horses in, in strong field, yeah. weren't they? Only a handful of runs and yeah. turned out to be quite special horses. Um, so I was, I did I did have a look um, at Wexford Natives with only two starts, but I think the way that Buckaroos won quite cosily yeah, last few lengths yeah. put me off. Yeah, no, good point. So we essentially, we're native trail to beat Buckaroo. Kate's got the native trail with him. Imperial Fighter finishes second. Kate will be absolutely chuffed with that. Yeah, as you <laughs> say, there is there are bits and pieces of form there which mm. do entitle that horse to be substantially shorter than 50 to 1, I think many would yeah. argue. And Kate has argued that point uh, very nicely. Right, we're off to the Knavesmire for the 3.30 at York. The William Hill Bronte Cup Philly Stakes. Group 3 action over 50 grand to the winner. Uh, for this contest over the extended one miles and five furlongs, believe in love. Roger Varian, Ray Dawson is your five to two market leader. Mighty Blue uh, for the Joseph O'Brien team. 
is your second in here at four. Silence, please, nine to two. Urban Artist, sevens. Glen Artie, 15 to two. Eileen Dover from Pan Sly, of course. Um, pretty useful bumper performer in her own right. Uh, she's in there at 15 to two as well. Uh, and then we're on to bigger with C Sylph, 25 to one. Uh, Kate, coming to you, Believe do you believe in love? I suppose is the question I should ask. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it depends, really. Um, yeah, no. Uh, in this, this Believe in Love in particular, not yeah. in this race. I want to take right. her on at that price. Okay. I, think. I, just, I fear that that reappearance start may come too soon then. Well, yeah. this run may come too soon after the reappearance, I should say. Uh, that was over a mile five at Chester 16 days ago. So I just wonder about this turnaround then for her. I mean, this is an absolute nightmare of a race. Um, and then right. you've got the likes of uh, Glenn Artney, who just finds nothing when she tanks herself into the race, but then there's nothing went off the bridle. Urban Artist would probably want the ground softer, uh, mm. but she finished second in this race last year. That was on soft ground, though. Silence, please, hasn't won for two years and is a real tricky mare to get right. Mighty Blue. Tell me you're going with Mighty Blue. <laughs> no, no. Oh, right. she, okay. no she was finished fourth in this last year when favourite, no excuses. Yeah. So I don't know why yeah. she'd done better at this year. Yeah. So around the houses, here we go. Keep going, keep going. And <laughs> sort of really just leaves me on Eileen Dover. Process of elimination. Yeah, literally process yeah. of elimination. She has some of the best form in this race. Ground will be fine for her trip, no problem, as we know. She has a good record against the boys as well. So she should be suited by a return to Mayor's only company. And her run last time out in a listed race at Nottingham behind True Shan and Quickthorn was a solid effort. That was a reappearance. She'll likely come forwards for that. Mm. So Eileen Dover looks overpriced considering how tricky a race it is to solve. Yeah, I think it's a fair point. And as you say, being beaten five lengths from True Shan, in the context of this, is um, is pretty good. I mean, she's run, how should we say, much better than an official rating uh, to get within that kind of distance to Trushan. Yeah. I don't know, Trushan probably needed a run and blah, 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 blah. But nonetheless, that is pretty smart for mine, Trushan. And quick fan, I, I'm with you, Kate. 15 to 2, join the queue. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm getting involved there. Um, I'm, another, I'm another one who doesn't believe in love. Uh, what about you, Frankie? <laughs> Judging by, by your Instagram pictures, you, you'll definitely believe in love. You, you must be there, surely. <laughs> <laughs> not, not tomorrow, I'm not believing in love. Oh, no. <laughs> Go on, um, who are you going with? I'm, I mean, as Kate said, it's a nightmare of a race. So I'm, the angle I'm taking in here, and Kate, you said you wouldn't see why Mighty Blue could come and win this after going off favourite in this race last year. Mm. I'm just clinging on to the fact that she's a, she's done a lot less racing this year in comparison mm -hmm. to when she came here last year. And she went to or a couple of runs um, over hurdles, went on the flat at Cork, then went and won a uh, race at Gorham Park, then went off five and come fourth here at York. Um, this year has done a lot less, only one hurdle race in February. Oh, sorry, two, one, in, one, in, one, in, one in March. Just one on the flat back of that same race at Goran Park where it didn't win despite going off Fab and then now comes to York. So not that I'm a, a horse trainer myself, <laughs> but if I'm looking at, at the at the form and how much this horse has done coming back to the same race, I don't yeah. see why they'd send her back and take a similar route yet, as I said, slightly less uh, racing this year and not come here with a chance he's not going to be coming here for no reason is he um so yeah different, mighty blue offer, yeah yeah similar prep um 
but just less racing and maybe a bit better for it. Mighty Blue, yeah, you could perhaps argue as well the, the race this year isn't as strong as last year's uh, mm. renewal, possibly, especially if official figures <laughs> are a guide, shall we say. But yeah, so we're fairly we're split on the panel. Uh, two for Eileen Dover and one for Mighty Blue, but we are all taking on the Roger Varian favourite in what is a, a bit of a head-scratcher. I think it's fair to say. Right, back to Haydock for 345. Uh, the Temple Stakes, Group 2 action for the sprinters here over the five furlongs. Uh, this is always a bit of a burn-up. 12 due to go to post. Winter Power is your 6-4 to four market leader uh, for David Allen and Tim Easterby. Pretty much making the market there. Twilight Calls came from the dark. 6-1 uh, shots. Kings Lynn 7s. Last Crusader 12s. And then we're 14s bar. Uh, Kate, is this straightforward for Winter Power in your view? I don't think so because it's not York. <laughs> um, ah, you say yeah. That, yeah. 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 If Winter Power was at York, yeah, oh, definitely, because she's just a superstar there. Everywhere else, she's just meh, meh, really. So, oh, yeah. Oh, just, 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 are we making too much of it in the sense that uh, Haydock on good ground, you'd say, replicates a lot of what York offers, if that makes sense? Terms is it's a fast, flat five furlongs. It's, it's, it's not Ascot soft, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it should do. It really should. Yeah. But we know that York is just a whole different entity to itself. For whatever reason, I still to this day cannot figure it out what York is and why <laughs> some horses just hate it there yeah, and yeah. some horses absolutely relish it because there's no definite reason why some horses should should really just take to it or not. But for some track, reason, it? Yeah. It, it is. It's just a yeah. track that's so difficult to get right on that basis, hence why course form you know your dakota gold your copper knights your stradivarius is yeah. you you want to be siding with time and time again and winter power yeah. then um back there but away from there it should all suit at haydock but uh, i'm not willing to give it the chance and at her current price considering how open this is and the one who i like in here is existent at an each way price because oh, wow. he's just been a much improved horse since dropping back down to five furlongs after previously running over as far as a mile then when trained by John and Daly Gosden, but Stuart Williams, he's just really found the key to this lad now. His second last time out in the Group 3 Palace House Stakes was a huge run at a big price. That was a career best effort to finish just ahead behind Cardem at 25 to 1, and he's completely unexposed over sprint trips on turf, and he's yeah. already reached a high level in turf sprints anyway. And yeah. that run last time out was £10 better than anything he previously shown on turf. And he just looks overpriced now, upped into a Group 2 for the first time since his run in the 2020 Coventry. So in this race, I will happily side with Existent Each Way. Existent Each Way for Kate there. 14 to 1 uh, available, I think it's fair to say, for the Stuart Williams and Marco Gianni combination. Uh, Frankie, are you with the jolly in this one? Oh, I've been on the fence. This is such an on the fence answer, but I think if I had to, it sounds sounds stupid, really. Well, no, it doesn't. If I had to pick a winner, I think yeah. I probably would stick with Winter Power. I know that, as Kate said, it's not York, and there's two stinkers of of late um, when she was on her holidays in Ireland and in France. Mm. But a part of me wants to just stick with Tim Easterby and. Trust that he knows what he's doing here. Well, I mean, um, a best a that... best form wipes the floor with this slot, doesn't it? That's the thing. It's, it exactly. Can, can she bring her best form to Haydock on good, good to soft ground after yes. a 
230 day break and is 138 exactly. is at 13 are we going to get you off the fence that's the next question that well that that was what i was just about to say <laughs> at the price i wouldn't have my own money on no way right um, but it's quite i mean it's easier to say when you're not putting your own money on isn't it this it is the best horse in the race and should win the race but at six to four 13 to eight i don't think it's a bet and to be honest with next best being around 11 to two what i can see right now with twilight calls yeah. i'd probably be be having a go each way and that's probably where I'd look next so I like horse an improving horse um, you know coming from handicaps uh, winning handicaps off top weight and then most recently going off favourite in a group three and, and not being disgraced by any means at Newmarket would probably be where I'd look for a bit of each way value to at least come in the top three and get your money back rather than having a go with winter power at short price and getting stung well, credit where credit's due. We managed to get the splinters out of your backside. You have got off the fence there. I think, uh, yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, Twilight Calls is an each-way play against the Knaves, my loving Wids Power. I'm going each-way here. Kings Lynn for David Probert, Andrew Balding. Course of distance winner, I thought, ran a nice eye-catcher uh, at Chester last time out. Should be sharper for that run. And again, on, on figures, if you take Wids Power out of it, you can throw a blanket over most of these. And let's say Kings Lynn has uh, been there and done it at this venue. So we'll do for me at seven to one. Right, well, we're going to have a brief look at the Sunday action now. Um, due to the timing of recordings, you don't actually have the declarations, but such is life. But we're going to we're going to crack on anyway. Uh, have a look at the 3.45 on Sunday at the Curra. Tattersall's Irish 1,000 guineas. Of course, here, group one action for the Phillies equivalent. And now, Kate, Tuesday brings some pretty smart form to the table. Uh, from uh, the new market running. Obviously, she was a couple of lengths behind Cache on that uh, occasion. Cache, uh, to in many respects, has given that form a bit of a solid booster. She ran her heart out, didn't she, over mm. in France last time out. Uh, Tuesday, vying for favouritism here. Is she the one you, you think they've all got to beat? I noticed there's been a lot of money this week for Dermot Wells, Philly. Homeless Songs, of course, who won last time out at Leopardstown. How do you kind of weigh this one up? Yeah, tricky this really. And I didn't know whether or not Tuesday was going to be going here, but the vibe seemed to be good that she is going to yeah. run here. But I, I did love her run last time out in the thousand guineas there behind Cache, where the pace just really held up. Obviously, Cache made all prosperous voyage in second was never far away. And of those in behind who managed to make up any sort of ground from further back, Tuesday was obviously the most significant of which. So that was a yeah. real sort of Oaks trial then for me on that basis by the way that she hit that flat spot. She stayed on really well. Um, and she is just a, a solid contender then back here. Say solid homeless songs. There's been plenty of talk about her then this week on the back of that reappearance win in the thousand guineas trial last time out. But the one who I think looks overpriced and has been yeah. a bit forgotten about here is Agatha. So right. Joseph O'Brien... He's been saying that this has been Agatha's target for a while now. So she's entitled on that basis to improve from her two starts so far this season. She finished second on each of those, both of which in trials where she's only beaten one length behind Homeless Songs at Leopard Sound last month on her penultimate start. And Agatha yeah. was conceding three pound on that occasion. And last time yeah. out, beaten three quarters of a length behind History, who's a leading Oaks contender, where again, Agatha was conceding three pound to her also. That was two weeks ago. So... I hope that there's not too much rain really at the Curra. I hope it's okay. levels off now um, because with the solid two-year-old form that Agatha showed last year when finishing second in the group on Moy Glare Stakes where she finished in front of Homeless Songs, I just think Agatha's been a bit forgotten about here. Okay, Agatha, 
and keep your eyes on that individual. She makes the gig for the Joseph O'Brien team. Uh, I'm on concert hall for the Oaks, so I'm hoping she shapes well, doesn't have to win. Uh, the one I thought she thought could cause a bit of a minor upset here would be James Ferguson's Philly mise en scene, who mm. actually missed uh, the running at Newmarket with temperature on the morning. So didn't make the gig. But she's from the family of Speciosa. Uh, if you mm. remember rightly, back in 2006, won the 1,000 Guineas at Newmarket. She was an absolute mudlark. She loved it. Uh, so I'm hoping there's a bit of genetics at play here. Uh, if the rains do arrive, I think mise en scene should appreciate a bit of juice in the ground. That's a pretty good form. Um, met all sorts of trouble, of course, when fourth to in spiral in the Phillies mile, was staying on at the end and has got a good record fresh as well. So I think coming here first time out could be a blessing in the skies. Uh, mise en scene will do for me around the 10 to 1 mark for James Ferguson team, should she line up. Uh, Frankie, any strong view on the Irish 1000? Not massively. Um, Dermot, you you well, really are like the ultimate fencer to this week. I mean, well, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I really got I am, you. Uh... I did. I had a look through. I mean, with even more races yesterday, and there's not. A, I mean, we're gonna we'll finish with some sort of nap, but there's not a single race where I'm like that is. Yeah, you know, that's a strong selection. Yeah, yeah. It's I am struggling weekend, to. Yeah, it yeah. is. Um, but they, they. I mean, I'm not that confident. But connections of homeless songs have been quite bullish, haven't they? There's been a few mm. quotes in the racing post um, on what they think of of that for these chances. So if you, you know. If, that's anything to go by, then homeless songs wouldn't be a bad bet. An interesting one in his Hermana Estrella with just the one run. Um, not the most expensive horse, went off 50 to one in a group three for her first start and ended up winning. Quick Susie, who was second, went on to win um, next time out to Ascot. All the horses in behind had much more experience. She ran fairly green that day and still managed to win. Um, so that's quite an interesting runner, shall we say, at 12 to one. Um, if you wanted to have a uh, a hopeful swing at that <laughs> my horse we don't know much about, about but you know, it definitely catches the eye with just the one run okay so again I mean moderately got you off the fence for that but no I, I take your point Frank I'm joking here it's a, it's a funny old weekend isn't it really it's uh, I'm at a native trail who uh, please do not don't you even try you're not getting away with that but um, um, that it is that kind of week isn't it uh, I think it's fair to say um, just very briefly Kate Anything else on Sunday leaping off the page at you at uh, at the current? Well, I mean, yeah, the, the Tattersall Gold, Tattersall's even Gold Cup, the Group 1 at 2.40 at the current does look really, really interesting there. And especially if the rain does come, that's going to throw that race into all sorts of different mixes. And when you've got the likes of Alan Kerr, potentially going over there, who will want um, the rain. And then Lord North on the back of his win last time out, where I wanted to take him on. But yeah, that was, um, that was a really likeable, uh, performance from him but state of rest I just love this horse he's such a wonderful horse for Joseph O'Brien he's a real international flag bearer he's run in five different countries on his five last starts he's won his last three including the Cox Plate, plate on his penultimate start then yeah. the group one pre Ganey at Longchamp so he's just a solid group one performer and this is just this was the ideal next target for him to continue that winning sequence so yeah, I mean, that race does just look fascinating mm. and, and a really, really good race. I'm hoping State of Rest can uh, come to the fore again. Yeah, absolutely. State of Rest. You're, you're on the, the Joseph O'Brien team this weekend. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. yeah, absolutely. No, it's, it's, it should be some absolutely uh, belting action uh, over at the Carrot on Sunday. I think that's fair to say. Right, that pretty much wraps up our previews. Right, now it really is time 
to nail the colours to the mask for the three from home nap time. Ooh, right now, Kate, now, yeah, Kate gets <laughs> first dibs this week. I'm, I've been noticing <laughs> your tactics, Frankie. So, Kate, take it away. Can we please have your best bet of the weekend? Normally, we're fighting for this, aren't we? For who goes yeah. first, because <laughs> yeah. we've got like about three different strong ones, and we want to get the best of which. Yeah, this is kind of like I don't actually mind going second, but. Oh, okay. I'll go. With, I'll go with Go Bears Go. I'll go Go Bears Go in the three ten at Haydock in the hope that his group form will just shine through. Go Bears Go in the Sunday Lane three ten and nine to four poke for Kate. That is the nap from her and Frankie for you. We're waiting with bated breath. <laughs> just steady. <laughs> um, this is getting shorter and shorter by the by the right. second. But the two thirty five at Haydock. Mighty Ulysses, um, the classiest horse in the race, especially on ratings, rated 101. Everything else is in the kind of high 80s. And I just think the, the claimer on board here is the difference and could be a kind of group horse in a handicap. Um, and that five pounds taken off, I'm hoping, is the difference. And if the money's anything to go by, it opened up, I think, it must be about seven to two, maybe five to two, and it's now into a short six to four. So, mighty Ulysses, despite there not being much of a price left, the gamble well, to land. Yeah, I think you're still still a bit of thirteen to eight knocking around. As you say, you've been well backed. Uh, John Thady, Gosden, Benoit de la Salette, Sayette in the saddle uh, lost his seven pound claim a couple of days ago. If I'm right, so yeah, claiming the five now, and that definitely is a jockey going places. Uh, that mighty Ulysses arriving there in good form. Right now, obviously, I was going to go Katura to take on Go Bears Go, uh, Kate. So you, you bowl you me a googly here. So I've got to <laughs> stick to what I know. I'm off to the Stratford Evening Jumps meeting. Of course. Now, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, the 8.30, the David West Memorial <laughs> Novices Handicap Hurdle. Tom Cannon, Alan King team up with Greystroke on handicap debut there. Uh, about nine to four poke will do for me a four-year-old in a handicap hurdle looking to uh cash in uh, given how how should we say unexposed that horse is but yeah no you i was gonna generally was gonna go with katura there as a 10 to 1 uh eye waterer but uh, no kate fair play you got first dibs uh you selected <laughs> go let's go yeah great stroke for me in the 8 30 at stratford right brilliant before we go kate what does your weekend involve anything other than work any bingo oh. <laughs> I give you one guess. I give you one guess. No, no, no fun this weekend. No fun. All work. Yeah. Live my life. (laughs) Right. No, no sushi, no bingo, no fun. All work. No, no. You love your work. 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 Oh, yeah. Uh, Frankie, you're off to the Naves Mile for Sunday. Am I right in thinking? I am, yes. Another of the Skybet Sunday series, the little Twilight Racing, which is quite pleasant on a Sunday afternoon, evening. Um, Mm. So, yes, I'll be heading up to York Sunday morning. And, Lovely. Uh, yeah, really good. If 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 um Hamilton was anything to go by, they have been very popular with the prize money on offer. So it should yeah. be some good racing. Absolutely. It's a, quite a nice, relaxed uh, Sunday atmosphere from uh, well, my, mm-hmm. my depends memory. on how the Premier League results go, I guess. Well, that could um, yes, yeah, well, absolutely. That is very true. Who do you support? Mood of the We're not looking good. Who do you support, Kate? Out of interest, I'm, Liverpool. I'm, Liverpool. You are Liverpool. Sense, right, so yeah. It's probably a good thing I'm working Sunday, to be honest. Oh, <laughs> so okay. I have one eye on it, but no. no <laughs> there'll be, no, yeah, I'm a Leeds fan, so I'm also close. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I thought he was going to have the worst weekend. 
Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah I'm, a total, I'm a total neutral as far as the Premier League. So um, I'm happy that I, I can fence it for once uh, as far as the, the Premier League goes. But no, leads to, I, leads to go down is the nap, unfortunately. Oh, no, yeah. That's the three from home nap. Okay, we'll, we'll make sure we uh, get our social team to tweet. Yeah, we'll get our social, need, uh, social team to tweet uh, at Leeds official. Uh, to, to let them know, let them know Frankie has spoken, but no, brilliant. Well, enjoy your weekends, ladies and gents. Uh, many thanks for that. Many thanks for you uh, for listening at home. Uh, do you agree? Oh. Do you disagree with the selections of the uh, panel? Well, go on, Frankie. Before we go, Kate, oh. didn't your nap treble? Did it land? At the weekend? Yeah, it did. Ukraine. Yeah, it did, didn't it? Yeah, it did yeah, yeah. Liverpool FA Cup, Liv- Ukraine. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, just just to play devil's advocate here, because this is um, yeah, you, you are right. I think you've won it, but there's a few people offering up a steward's inquiry here uh, on the technicality of were you asking for Liverpool to lift the trophy, which was a different market to Liverpool to win, which obviously would have been uh... ninety minutes. Oh, to wait to lift to lift the trophy because yeah, there was no bookies that would take my bet. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, no, I'm, I'm I with will you. go and lift the trophy. I'm with you. Your your universal round the world certainty travel did cop. So no, I'm I think yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm going to back Kate Kate on this one. I, I think it did. That that was no, well remember Frankie. That was a that was the round. Well, we're going to ask you for some more some crazy bets throughout the summer. I think, Kate, any, anything on the air from from bowls to abseiling, whatever. Get get involved. Um, Kate, yeah. Kate, it as the fountain of knowledge but no, absolutely no it should be a great weekend as i said uh, thank you very much for listening if you do agree or disagree with any of the selections of the panel get in touch let us know have you got around the world bonkers treble you want to let us know about um, as i said please do get in touch on twitter and let us know your thoughts many thanks for listening once again if you do like to have a bet please do gamble responsibly uh, we're doing it all again next week there should be a lot more on offer bye for now